Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Downrange. I'm Cody. First and foremost, thank you for everybody who's enjoyed the podcast for the last year. That's right. Today is the one-year anniversary since the guys at No Laying Up were crazy enough to allow me to have my own podcast, to tell the stories that I wanted to tell, and to put a spotlight on people who I think are deserving of it. In the past year, I've traveled, I've met, and I've experienced some amazing things thanks to this great game of golf, but most importantly, because of the company that allows me to do it. Not only allows, they support, they encourage, and they continue to ask more, and that's something that I never would have expected post-military. So thank you to the guys at No Laying Up for believing in me and giving a podcast that looks and sounds a little bit different about the game of golf a chance for life. My very first guest on this podcast was Kyle Westmoreland. At the time, Kyle was focusing on the Formy Tour. He had an incredible finish after qualifying for the 2021 U.S. Open. Kyle was gearing up to go to Corn Ferry Q School. In early November last year, he made it. He secured his Corn Ferry card. Over this past season, Kyle played in every single Corn Ferry Tour event. Ultimately, leading up to the finals, which concluded a couple weeks ago, where Kyle was number 25 and got the last possible PGA Tour card. This week, he tees up as a member of the PGA Tour in Napa at the Fortnite Championship. I could not be more proud, happy, and excited for him to see what he does with his PGA Tour career. This podcast and every podcast for the rest of the year is presented by my friends at Mr. Ma Golf. You've heard me talk about them before, whether it's the one-arm hoodie, whether it's the great Holderness and Born polos, or t-shirts that they get for not only adults, but also children. We've had their sponsored athletes on the podcast before. We've highlighted their results, not only this year at the U.S. Adaptive Open, but also a couple weeks back at the Simpson Cup. To find out more about Mr. Ma and to purchase some of their awesome clothing that they produce, please visit them at www.mrmogolf.com and follow them at, at Mr. Ma Golf. Here's Kyle Westmoreland. Enjoy. How many times have uh, have people asked you what it feels like to be Mr. 25 and you're like, okay, I'm going to do my best to answer this one again, but can't we think of a different question here? <laughs> it, it's come a few times in the past week, but I mean, shoot, it's a, it's a pretty unique experience to say the least. I, I would rather have been, you know, 22, to be honest, would have <laughs> saved some stress, saved some gray hairs probably, but it's uh I mean, happy to be on this side of it, for sure. You know, hell of a first season, only season so far on Corn Ferry Tour. You played awesome going all the way back to Q School last fall. Started out with a cut in Bahamas, but just kind of getting your feet underneath you. Really good placings, a couple cuts here and there. But overall, if you had to give a brief overview of what the season was for you, what were the highlights, what were the lowlights, and kind of what sticks with you? Yeah, we I mean we kicked off the season in, in Exuma and uh 
you know, we, we had a, uh, basically a delay for darkness. Right. So I came back on that Friday and, uh, had to, had to make par on a par five. I mean, granted it's a, it's a tough tee shot. It's a tough hole. Um, Exuma is of course that there's, there's room if there's not wind, but it blows 40 there. So it, it's, it's crazy. You know, tee shots are crazy. There's some carnage there, but yeah, te- Texas bogey. boy, you should be used to all that. I don't know what excuses you're making. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, but I was, I made a bogey on the last hole, uh, on the 36th hole to miss the cut. So didn't start off the year exactly. I wanted pretty, you know, there was some good there, but I, I think ultimately it was a year of kind of learning, right? I haven't, I haven't played a full season. I hadn't played, you know, I played 27 of 26 events this year. So not many claim to fame as I played, played them all, uh, plus one. So, um, it was, it was a good year. I'm glad I did it. I didn't plan to play all the tournaments, but it's just kind of how it, how it shook out. I was playing good at the times I was going to take a break. So I didn't want to stop. And then if you're playing poorly, you know, you want to keep playing until you're, you know, playing better. So I, uh, it's a, it's a year of learning, I think. And, and, you know, trying to learn the process that works best for me, how I need to manage, you know, three, four, five, ten 10 weeks in a row on the, on the road and, and kind of things I need to do in my prep and uh, kind of learning, you know, where I need to get better at. So, it was, you know, a lot of the season, early season, we kind of identified some weaknesses that I thought I could improve on. And, and I think we, we did that and we can continue to improve on them, but it was an awesome year, you know, being able to chase golf balls around for a living is a, uh, is, is a treat. It's a great opportunity. And, and being out on the PGA tour now is, you know, is awesome. Um, but, but hopefully we're not done yet. I think when you talk about like trying to figure out what this new tour life is about and, and, you know, it's not like you haven't played the role of traveling professional golfer before, but just not to this extent. So I think what you envisioned, how it going, and I'm sure you're just like everybody else. It's like, oh, I'm going to play three, four, five, maybe weeks on the road and then come home and reset. And the plan just, you know, one, one thing happens and then the whole plan goes to the shit. So, how were you able to just stay on the grind the whole time? I mean, I know that your wife traveling with you a lot probably helps trying to keep things somewhat routine on the road on the Corn Ferry Tour where everything is just basically, I'm not, I don't want to say like budget hotels, but pretty inexpensive hotels from state to state to state and trying to figure out this, this traveling roadshow as you go. Yeah, the you know the biggest the biggest things for me and, and you hit the nail on the head. You know, my wife being able to travel with me, she was able to go probably you know seventy five percent of the time. Makes it you know makes it awesome. Keeps it keeps it fresh. Makes it not feel like you're being a true like road warrior every week. Stayed in Airbnbs when we could with some other people, so you at least have like a kitchen. You're not eating you know ninety percent of your meals at Chipotle every week. Um, it was uh it was good. It, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different things when it comes to navigating you know playing five six seven eight nine ten weeks in a row and, and I didn't realize it going in right like going into the year I had I was in the top 40 in Q school or whatnot so I had eight guaranteed starts and then you know when it came to that reshuffle time where you fall out of that category I was I was pretty much good to play the rest of the year fortunately but that was you know with that with that game like I I felt like I was playing good in those weeks that I planned to take off and i hadn't played any of the courses, you know, if I didn't know which one was a good fit or bad fit. So there was a few where I was like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to take, you're going to take Wichita off. And then the guy that's caddying for me says, like, you know, says like, Hey, you know, I think, 
with his game plan, I think we could do really well there. And, and he was great. He was spot on. You know, we finished up there. I don't remember exactly if it was fifth or seventh or something. Yeah, it's like a good that. thing but, you didn't take Witches off because that's seventh place finish. Yeah. <laughs> And also, and also a good thing we didn't qualify for the U.S. Open, right? So I did. I went back to U.S. Open qualifying, and it, it actually overlays on Wichita. And you don't. This year, you will get points for the U.S. Open, which is a great addition to the Corn Ferry Tour. But you know, honestly, had I played the U.S. Open, I would have given back those points, and, and I would have been, you know, really pushing to finish in that top, uh, top, I guess seventy-five. So, so it was, it was glad. It was a good thing that I, one, didn't qualify for the U.S. Open, and two, didn't take Wichita off. So three things went right that week. Looking back on it now, at the moment, I'm yeah. sure you're pretty disappointed. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to play, be playing in Boston. But, uh, <laughs> you know, looking back on it now, it's it's crazy how it all, you know, shakes out, and a shot here makes a big difference. Shot here, shot there makes a big difference. It's such a small margin, and, you know, it's one of those things where golf, you just keep pushing – you know, every day try to get a little bit better and maybe it saves you a shot somewhere, right? Or half a shot somewhere and it makes a difference. So I'm glad, you know, glad it worked out in our favor this year. What did you learn? I learned that my, the biggest thing in golf is being ready to go on Thursday and, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's easy to get sucked in. Guys come out of college um, where you're playing 18 hole practice rounds each day, right? And, and the biggest thing is, you know, everyone knows, of course, you've all, we've all played golf a bunch you know it's they're all 18 holes they're green for the most part and and have some grass on them so you know the biggest thing is being mentally prepared to play on thursday you're going to have ups you're going to have downs but being able to not ride that emotional roller coaster is good and i, and I found out when i got you know too tired when i when i was not you know managing that effectively i you know can start riding that emotional roller coaster and for me it's better to be that you know that military word of detached right like to be detached to kind of not make this emotional decisions. 90% of emotional decisions are bad ones. And uh, it's not a reactionary sport either. It's not like football where you can get pissed off and, and, you know, kind of harness that. This is a, this is a sport where you're better, you know, the better you are mentally, the better you're going to play. So some guys ride that a little differently, right? Like you see a John Rahm or a Justin Thomas or something get pretty fired up and, and they're able to kind of harness that. And I'm just not one of those guys, you know, I'm, I'm better off if I'm kind of detached from the situation and just go about my business and, see where we end up at the end of the day. But I think just being ready, being ready to go Thursday and trying to peak on Saturday, Sunday is you know, kind of what I learned is the most important. You brought up strategy and a little bit of game plan. And I wonder how many times that has shifted throughout the season. And I want to talk and, and see if you looked at it. Of course, you're looking at it at a, a week-to-week basis and, and looking at finishes. But when did you guys take a step back and really start looking at the season as a whole and try to start putting the pieces together to be like, okay, we want to get here. We want to be in the 25. This is what we need to do. I kind of did that early, right? So like early, you know, when I was game planning, you know, as soon as I got through Q school, I said, hey, this is where we want to be. Um, You know, after these eight starts, we need to have, you know, this amount of points to reshuffle, reshuffle into where we get all the starts. And then, once you get all the starts, you want to lock up that top 75 as early as possible because then you're kind of playing not with house money, but you're, you know, you at least have a job the next year. And then from that 75, you're trying to get to that 25, right? And then if you don't get to that 25 in the regular season, then you're trying to finish in that 25 in the finals. So 
the corn fairy is like a revolving door. Everyone's on some bubble somewhere. Right. Um, or, you know, always playing for something. And then even in that top 25, if you get to that number one spot, like Justin saw did, it's a huge jump. Like he, he is fully exempt for the year and he's in the players, you know, and, and he's likely in the invitationals as well. So like, as far as like playing for different purses or points or whatever, he just, that's a huge jump that he just made um, in that last week. So even though he was in the top 25, didn't need to get a card at the, you know, corn Fairy tour finals by winning that last event and playing well, he, he, you know, kind of set himself up as well as he could for this, for this year. Right. Leapfrog so, everybody on priority um, list. Just it's, in, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. The opportunities that he has now just based off of that position. Yeah. So my game planning, you know, I've gone, like I have these goals, right. And I realized that, you know, pretty early in the year last year that I, it's all, if you keep looking at that stuff, if you're looking at the 75, you're probably going to end up near the 75. If you're looking at the 25, you're probably going to end up, you know, at the 25. So that the whole saying of like aim, you know, aim small, miss small kind of deal. You know, I have my end goal that I want to, you know, want to be this year, but my biggest focus is like the, the daily preparation, like what I need to do today, what do I need to do at this tournament? And then stuff will, you know, if you play well in golf, you know, things take care of themselves. So uh, my biggest focus is this week kind of going about it. And, you know, if we can, if we can execute well, I think we have a good chance of ending up where we want to be at the end of the year. Kind of looking back on the, the season overall, poor results. Can you directly tie them to preparation? So, some of them I can, and some of them I can, it's just pure execution, right? Like there's going to be, there's going to be weeks where you go out, you make a great, a solid game plan, you prepare well, and then you just don't execute the shot when you need to. And, you know, I, I had plenty of those where I just didn't execute well enough or, and then I had some where I, you know, I think I could have been, I could have been more efficient with my week, right? You know, we go, I go 10 weeks in a row. I take a week, there's a week off, um, and I, you know, during that week, I'm, I'm kind of like grinding on it pretty, pretty good. And then I get to Springfield, Illinois, Springfield, Missouri, and I'm, and I get there and I'm wiped, you know, and I, and that was something like I should have, I should have probably taken that week and just not, you know, put the clubs away and just tried to, you know, go work out, kind of get physically ready, prepared, mentally, you know, kind of regrouped and, and go again. Um, I don't think I'll play 10 weeks in a row. It was a big learning experience there, but, uh, but, you know, I, I think it's probably a combination. I, I think our game plan, you know, we're pretty diligent in how we go about, you know, taking care of the small things. I think our game plans are pretty good, but some weeks execution is just not going to be there. And that's the game of golf. Has the team changed throughout the year? Yeah. So I, I have, I've had two caddies this year. You know, it's just one of those things we, my, my first caddy, we literally went, he was a great caddy. He's a great dude. We just played 10 straight weeks together. So we were with together, you know, each other all the time. And, and so, uh, yeah, we had turnover there, but no hard feelings. We still, you know, keep in touch. Um, no, you know, that, that was a change of the team, but I mean the core team, right. The wife, coach, agent, family, friends, you know, those are, those are pretty steadfast and, um, I hope not going anywhere anytime soon. The most recent changes that were brought on, the fact that you basically know that no matter what, based off of you having your full PGA Tour card, that you're guaranteed $500,000. Does that make you planning and how you look at all the extras that come to peak your overall performance, whether that's physio or anything else that you think you need to round yourself out? Is that like a huge bonus or is it something that you're like, 
well, I know I'm going to get to that point financially anyway. Yeah, it may it honestly for everyone out here, you know, it it makes the worst case scenario better. Um, so it's not like it's not like you're kind of I guess hedging yourself because I I don't you know if you if you play do what you're supposed to do out here, you'll make more than that. Um, but it does make this front end right where guys you know you're coming out, you're coming off the mini tours, coming off the corn ferry tour. And, uh, you know, it, it is a difference maker. It's a big difference maker in the lives of, you know, most of the guys out here, especially the guys that were at the new, you know, rookie orientation with me, which I think was like 31 or 32 guys. Right. And so, so it is a big, it is a difference. It's a great perk that the PGA rolled out. Um, obviously there's some competitiveness in the world of golf right now, but I think, you know, this kind of, kind of, you know, this being ex- expedited is not a bad thing. And it's great for players, great for guys like me. If, if you need a physio, if you need a strength coach, if you need to work with your golf coach a little bit more, I think, you know, I, I think that's a huge benefit and, and it definitely helps. What are you most excited for? I'm excited for, I mean, as a member, teeing it up and just trying to do some damage. You know, I got, I'm, I got the question of what, what tournaments am I looking forward to the most? <laughs> and I can honestly tell you that I'm, a little nervous that I'm going to end up playing every single tournament I can this year because I just, you know, I'm anxious to play them. I yeah. feel like, you know, especially, you know, taking some service time, taking some time away from the game, it's not making up for lost time, but I'm, you know, I'm anxious, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm pretty hungry to, to be out here and be playing and, and do some damage. So, you know, I, I just think that my service time, while, you know, it, it, it provided me a lot of things perspective. I mean, to get me, I wouldn't be here without it but it also made me hungry that, you know, now we're here. So now it's time to get going type deal. Yeah. I guess that would be a, you're most excited for every, I mean, you're playing in the PGA tour, you're traveling to uh, new spots every, all over the world. My, the, the, the answer to your question is I'm, I'm excited to be playing on this tour and I'm excited for every event, Napa, Bermuda, Houston, you know, typically I, I was saying that Tory Pines, right? Tory, right. if I could drop a golf course for us, that's tailor-made for us, it is Tory Pines. And I would play it every week of the year if I could. Lizzie, you um, only play on Tory like in that, the but. in the toughest conditions when you go down for for the farmers. It's not going to stand a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope, uh, you know, I look forward to being there, but I look forward to playing them all. And, and typically, like, throughout this whole deal, uh, throughout my whole playing time, I've you know, kind of highlighted the tournaments that guys don't go to, right? So like Bermuda, which is a little tougher to travel to, it's expensive, like where it kind of falls in the calendar going, you know, guys will have just played like limited field events, right? Like CJ Cup and Zozo. They're, they've been traveling a bunch and, and are tired. They probably won't play. So I kind of highlight those. I'm like, man, these are full points and guys don't want to go there. I, I will go there. Same, you know, I'll be same there. Kyle. Kyle, you, you haven't changed at all from the – the U.S. Open qualifier when it was pissing rain, freezing cold, and nobody wanted to play. You're already circling on the calendar saying that that's my spot. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, typically everything, right? Like that's, you know, I think military is one of those things that kind of teaches you that. Like, hey, if guys don't want to do it and you do, you can be successful there, right? So, Man, I'm trying to think. When's the first reshuffle? Fall. So the fall, the fall is important for us here. So I'm going to play every tournament I can in the fall, and then I'll probably have to play some Monday qualifiers out there too. I, you know, I, I've applied for the Corn Ferry Tour exemption spots there, but I won't, I won't play the limited field events. Um, right. Shriners is really hard to get into. I'm going to go try to Monday there because I got a bunch of buddies 
at you know in Vegas and you know Thunderbirds are there a guy I played with in school is on that demo team so you know I'm gonna go try to go try to see those guys so I'll, I'll go try to make it into that one and then uh Mayakoba Mexico is a hard one to get into but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to play as much as I can I guess I didn't realize that Mayakoba is such a hard field to get into it was last year so it just keeps getting better I don't, I don't know if it's scheduling or you know, there's some there's some things that people don't know, like with guys leaving to go to uh, live or more guys bumping into the you know less less past winners in that category, more guys that bumped into 125 that are you know used to playing that tournament. So we don't really know how deep the fields will go, but I'm gonna try to play as much as I can, see if we can do some damage. I think, you know, rookies always kind of get looked past because it's one of those things where like, oh, yeah, you don't have a lot of experience on any of these courses. But also at the same time, I think that like fits in very well for you. You seem to be the guy who like shows up, spend a couple days around, doesn't really have to think too hard into it and overthink it. And you're like, yeah, this is my game plan. And you just go execute. Yeah, I, th- I mean, shoot, ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, you've played enough golf, you know, your game, you know, kind of the, the windows, like the distance windows, you're trying to hit your different clubs. So you just game plan, right? If you can get a bunch of wedges in your hand, um, off the fairway, you know, that's, that's going to do wonders this week. So it's, you know, the game planning isn't hard. I, I don't think, like you said, I don't think you need to overthink it and just go try to do your best and you're probably going to fall short here and there, but you know, hopefully you can, have more good than bad right that's kind of how we tried to play the last tournament i knew i was going to make bogeys out there at victoria national it's just you know there's tall grass there's you know, the fairways aren't super wide or whatnot and uh you know typically you make more birdies and bogeys you're doing okay just gotta stay away from the double bogeys you, cr- you crush me yeah i made a few of those card. too yeah yeah i made a few of those too and on par threes which is i mean uh, <laughs> kicking the butt but you know. have you played silverado right. before I haven't. Just uh, I played nine holes yesterday, and I'm going to play the other nine this afternoon. But it's a it's a good track. It's a you know kind of older style golf course. It's very flat. And yeah, I mean it, you you look at the guys that have won in the past here, and you've got like you know Cam Champ and Stuart Sink, and you know all kinds of games, right? Like all kinds of games win here. It's just that what we go back to the execution, right? If you can make some putts around here and get a bunch of wedges in your hand, you'll, you'll do okay. Does this week feel different? I mean, you've been around, you've been on site for a couple of days now. You've had new member orientation, but does it feel different than a couple of weeks ago? This, the off the course stuff, definitely. I mean, I've never had so much, you know, like media and guys, you know, asking for my opinions on stuff or what I, how I felt or asking about being on the bubble at Q school. Right. But once I get to the golf course, it's the same. There's a lot of, there's a lot of extra stuff that goes on here from agents, reps, managers, media, you know, like, I don't know, I guess, uh, assistants that manage your social media. I don't know what you would call that. Um, but you got a new social media manager. Absolutely not. I have, I have none of that. It's me and my caddy and my wife is here, but, but there is a lot of that, you know, so the range gets a little, gets a little clogged. So, we're going to let all that uh, – that's one of my reasons for playing late on a Tuesday is we're going to let all Good. that go, and then we're going to go out there when we can just do our thing and you know, kind of get around an efficient amount of time. Is anything changing from your current setup that you had two weeks ago till now? No. Okay. No, I don't I – don't, I'm, I'm very resistant to change, like to, 
you know, changing new stuff, especially in the middle of the season, you know, like you go, we went five weeks on. So I took a little time off last week and then we're kind of getting back into it. We're kind of getting back into it, you know, this week you can hear that laundry chime going off. You know, that shows that we've been on the road for a while. Yeah, perfect. But, uh, nothing's changed. I don't change anything. Um, I think if you get to, you know, get to somewhere new and you just start changing stuff, it's a recipe for not playing your best. So I'm changing nothing. Don't want to change anything about my process. I'm still going to go late on Tuesday to avoid the crowds. Nothing's going to change. Just keep doing what we do and uh, see if, how it works over time. I'm happy to hear that, first of all. Second of all, I don't know why. I think people get there and they get shown a little bit more guaranteed money. And they're like, hell yeah, I'll go. Tell me when to sign. I'll change all this stuff out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see it like on the I saw multiple guys on the range this week, like 30 clubs in their bag, right? Like two (laughs) sets of irons, got like drivers from different companies. And I mean, and, you know, for me, like the fall, like like coming out of the Corn Ferry Tour category, bottom of the Corn Ferry Tour category, it's a great opportunity to move up. So, you know, I don't I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change anything. If if I want to do some testing and stuff, I'll do that in December. Right. Like I'm with PXG and. Um, you know, their wood, their woods have gotten so much better and, and I think they're really good. So, you know, my, my biggest testing that I've done throughout the year is, you know, testing like a 10, 10 and a half degree driver versus like a nine, five degree driver. Right. Like, so, so that's, you know, I'll, I may do that, but other than that, stick with your gun, stick with what you're good at and go play the game. A slippery slope that some people, for some reason, feel the need to go down to for like, 50 grand guaranteed money and you're like what the hell are you doing man you just threw you threw like an awesome season away on one dumb decision right out of the gate yeah and and, in in life i for the most part you know making decisions off of like money are are pretty bad especially out here when guys you know you say you get you know 20 grand to play a putter or something right and the putter is pretty influential club in the bag and, and then you you could you could lose you could literally make one putt you know it's one shot in one tournament and you make that right so especially you know on the pga tour like it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense you know i i've delayed it to this point but everybody wants to know your thoughts on live which i understand when they first started announcing names i thought for sure your name was going to be on that list not only because of phenomenal up and coming but background your history in the military everything else that kind of seems to go with that where are you at on this whole thing? Yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty honest about it. I don't blame anyone for going, right? The, what they're offering is life-changing amount of money, and guys are playing, you know, effectively right now, you, for at least in the beginning, are playing, you know, less golf, right? We'll see what that looks like four years from now or, or where, where that model goes. But, but, you know, I don't blame anyone for going. I'm, I'm a firm believer that, hey, there's a rule set, right? There are regulations. And if you're going to break the regulations, you just deal with the consequences and, and move on and do your thing. Um, you know, I, I don't blame anyone for going. It's, an, it's a large sum of money. I think the PGA Tour has done a great job incentivizing guys like myself, you know, coming to this tour that, hey, there is a, there is a you know, worst case scenario kind of fallback. And it, and it is a big amount of money, right? It's it's a large amount of money and, and I'm, you know, I'm thankful for it, but you know, I, I think where I, if, if they were to come to me tomorrow, right. If you were going to back me into this corner, like, Hey, if Liv comes to me tomorrow and asks me, you know, like, Hey, would you do it for this amount of money? And, and I would say right now I'm very content 
and excited to do my absolute best on this tour. And I don't see myself going anywhere. Um, this tour is an awesome opportunity. And I truly like my goal from the beginning has, has been to win on this tour. So I haven't accomplished that. And I, and I don't plan to go anywhere until I do, but you know, PJ tour has gotten better. Like I, they had these policies in place already, but competition is good for the consumer. And right now I'm, I'm the consumer. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that have benefited from these, you know, very recent expedited changes. The PGA tour is kind of, you know, rookie policy or, or yearly policy. So I'm content. I'm happy here. And I, uh, you know, I like playing golf in the States. I thought you like traveling all over the world. I do like traveling all over the world, but you know, I, uh, if you're playing 10 weeks in a row going from, you only have States to play 14 to... events the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, like I said, don't blame anybody, but if there's repercussions. So, you know, just eat them and move on and keep doing your thing. God, you're so I don't good. know where this no, is amazing media no, training you already got. Yeah. No one, no one, uh, I mean, no one knows where it's going to go. Right. Like they obviously have some uphill, uphill things to get accomplished. Like world ranking points are huge or else the guys are not going to be able to play majors and to be in the world ranking, you know, to be able to qualify for for world ranking points, you got to play four round events and you have to have a cut. So I don't know if that if they'll change that model or what they're going to do, but if they can lock in some world ranking points, I think that's you know, hey, no one knows where that's going to go. Yeah, I, I mean, overall, I'm very impressed with I think the product as they continue to go event over event over event, like it continues to improve, but eventually, like they just can't say arms up in the air, woe is me, like give us a, you know, world ranking points just because of this is who we are. Like you have to change to conform to what the actual guidelines of it are. It reminds me so much of like in the middle, what's the stand, like what's the point of having a standard standard if we don't enforce it? Well, then it's not really standard. So like if they're not meeting like the minimum requirements, then no, like you're not going to be considered for world ranking points, but they'll eventually figure it out and get, get to the point where everybody's happy and, I guess we'll see the same, you know, the best golfers in the world playing in majors and that's probably will will be it. Yep, and it's, you know, it's one of those things that it's it's there's going to be a little process to grow and in that amount of time, I can tell you that I'm going to do my absolute best to work work as high up in those world golf rankings as we can get, you know, on on the PGA Tour, which is the premier, you know, just statistically is the premier place to do that at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it provides the most opportunities. Uh, yeah. whether yeah. we want to say premier product wise or anything else like that, but like, yeah, completely understand what you're saying. New PGA tour member, Kyle. So we talked about your, the new rookie 500 up front that you're going to get courtesy cars almost every week, buddy. I don't know. You don't have to play that rental car game anymore. I don't know if you're going to be able to get used to that or not, but I'm sure the wife will be very happy. Yeah. Not, not the worst, uh, not the worst part rental car this week though. Avis crushed it. No weight. You know, it was, it was good. So happy to get a rental car this week. How do you balance your, your travel stuff? Are you like, I'm always going with Avis. I'm always flying with United. Realistically, like United and Avis both have partnerships with the PGA tour. So, so those are the easiest to do and the best because I don't travel with a bag that's under 50 pounds ever. Right. That golf bag, the big bags, they're always over 50 pounds. So, so, you know, out of going out of Charleston, um, there's pretty good like Delta opportunity as well. You know, just get into Atlanta and you can pretty much go anywhere in the world or American, you can go through Charlotte. Um, but 
you know, I basically just book my stuff out with United 90% of the time. And if there's truly a place that I can't get to, I'll, you know, go Delta or whatever, but I'm not anywhere close to the, uh, I know a few guys showed up here on in net jets and that's, uh, that it's going to be a while for that. So, um, at, at all, I, I, right now I'm content with United and, and Delta every once in a while. They weren't handing out free NetJets miles to everybody at, at Corn Ferry Finals. I thought that's how it worked. I don't even know how Net. I, I don't even know how NetJets works, you know, <laughs> to be honest. So I I couldn't tell you, but no, I didn't see any uh, any reps from NetJets out there. <laughs> Good. And my and our Honda our Honda Accord is pretty nice this week. I liked it. Well, there you go. You're still styling everywhere you go. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. They can keep their courtesy yeah. cars. Fortunately, it's a Honda Accord. I think it's a hybrid. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, gas prices in California are pretty high. Well, it better. it's better than being fully electric in California. You wouldn't be able to charge it as it is. No power. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We're, we're in a good spot here with that hybrid. <laughs> as we continue to go through this season, and, and obviously – we got to get through the fall and get through the reshuffle, and then then we'll figure out uh, where the rest of the year or twenty twenty three will play out at. Being the military guy and the great representative that you are of the armed forces, and I will say, I know everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, the first Air Force grad to ever make the PGA Tour," which is a huge thing, but that's not where you want to end. I understand that you want to be the first Air Force grad to be a winner, to be a major champion, everything else like that. You go close to quite a bit of Army military bases in general, not just Army, everything else. And I know you're going to be showered with praise as the military guy and thanked for your service everywhere. We talked about this last time and how sometimes it kind of becomes a little much, but kind of you looking forward to that. How are you going to balance it all? Where is that going to land? And, and how much are you relying on your team, I guess, to make sure where what requirements, sponsor obligations, everything else like that are going to be as you put your schedule together? Yeah, you know, I kind of the, the PGA Tour does a great job, you know, kind of with the outreach, local outreach. And uh, it, it is fortunate, you're right. You have a military base of some sort just about within an hour of every tournament, whether it's the Corn Ferry Tournament or, you know, the PGA Tournament. And, and I'm, you know, I'm happy with being the military guy out here. I think it's, a, you know, it's awesome. I, they, you know, thank you for your service and everyone, you know, served in different capacity, whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to have served in the military and now be a professional golfer. So, you know, I, I plan to get out and see as many of these bases as I can or meet as many people as I can. You know, there's a there's a trade off, right? It doesn't I don't need to be doing it every day of the week. Um, but, you know, I think I think it's shoot there's guys out there doing so much and guys and guys and girls you know men and women doing so much for our country so i i'm not gonna turn i told them i'm not gonna turn down you know going to any of those bases for the sake of a uh you know a few hours of the day so i'm, I'm happy to be the military guy that's playing golf and you know hopefully we can you know i guess do a good job at representing the community yeah, one uh, organization that I know you're proud to be a ambassador of, and that's Folds of Honor. I had Colonel Dan on last fall during the PGA Championship. Yeah, phenomenal announcement they made yesterday. That they're expanding to all service, police, fire department, you name it. Like, who who would have thought? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, shoot, you know, there's so many great Americans out here that serve in different capacity, whether that's, you know, military members, first responders. Or, you know, even your patriot, right? You're a guy that has gone through the business world. 
he's done very well. And then he just chooses to give back through these charities to, you know, influence the, mil- the lives of so many military and, you know, for now first responder um, people, you know, there's so many great patriots and I'm just thankful to be part of the organization and, and to be a part of many organizations, right? Like I, I folds of honor is great. There's so many out there, Fisher house, there's, you know, seal legacy foundation, there's a uh, Semper Fi fund, right? Like, you can go, you can just name, you know, different branches and these different organizations. And, and, you know, I'm just thankful to, to know some of those guys and be able to call them friends. And, you know, I think that far transcend transcends, you know, different branches, branch rivalry. And at the end of the day, all that shit's silly anyway. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The, the inter-service rivalry is is uh is silly, but it's it's fun. You know, it's fun at times, right? Well, that's I'm part sure you, that's I'm part sure of it. Is that like at the Air Force guys? Listen, I don't make fun of you to your face. You're a lot bigger than I am, but you are in the Air Force, so that just means you're smarter than me. Okay, that doesn't mean anything else. But what I'll say is that, like, yeah, like at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's everybody who's who served. Like that's that's you have a brotherhood built into that. And outside of poking fun, whether it's, you know, a Saturday in the fall or anything else when teams are playing each other, it's, it's just all about being part of something that that's greater than us as it is. Yep. We're, you know, we like, we like the army every day of the year, except for, I think, November 5th this year. Yeah, It's funny how you already have it circled. It's okay. I think that the Navy, Navy is October 1st or something like that, but Navy's not very good. So hopefully... Hopefully, Air Force will take it to both of them. But you know. are you going to make it back for any games? I'm going to try to go to uh, Army Air Force Army. Okay. Um, and it's in Dallas, or at Cowboy Stadium. And yeah. I, think, I think November fifth. Um, Mayakoba is that week, and then Houston's the week after. So I do, right now I I don't think I'll get into Mayakoba, but I'm going to plan to do everything I can to play Houston. So I'm just going to go straight from Dallas back home back home to Houston and try to do some damage there but but i think those games you know like you said there is a rivalry and you can see it in those games and it's fun but just the event itself you know from your average person is such a cool spectacle right there's flyover you got you know you've got apaches fly over flying over then you've got f-16s flying over then you got a-10s flying over and then you know you, you got your your pave hawks you got you got everything there right it's it's a cool experience and you know congressmen show up and it's just a big big deal and you get to see guys you know run the football for about two hours it's like the fastest game in all of college football but because there is no passing but it's, it's just an awesome experience regardless yeah. if you're a fan of both for sure i know uh you grew up your whole life everybody calling you big tex last time uh we talked i was still up in piners we recently moved something that you're probably gonna have to uh, once you become a pga tour superstar i don't know if charleston is going to be the best bet because you can only get so many private jets in and out of there, okay? But I'm here. <laughs> I, I moved to Texas. I don't quite know what I'm doing here yet, but when you come for Air Force Army, I will be there. I'm also going to come out and see, uh, go to Jackson and check out Sanderson. So Awesome. I Sanderson will be, uh, we're going to try to, we're right on the, the border of getting in or not. So oh, I have faith in you this week, buddy. I have all the yeah, faith. Yeah, we can get, I was going to say, we can control our, uh, our own destiny this week. So, so it's good. And where are you in Dallas? Yeah, just south of Dallas. I, I grew up in, uh, until high school, I lived in the Fort Worth area. 
Uh, I drive. I'm like 20 minutes from. I'm theoretically like in Arlington still. That's my zip code. I'm like yep. 20 minutes away from the yep. golf course. That's uh the play. The only place that I know where to go practice and play at right now is the damn uh, Rangers Golf Club. So yeah, yeah. so as soon as my network starts expanding a little bit more, I'm sure I'll go out and explore. But that's where I'm at. Cool. So will you be? Uh, are you going to try to go to Air Force Army as well? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'm trying to trying to get some guys to go. So we'll figure it out. We'll we'll if if that's the case. If what did you say that was? Yeah, it's my Cobra week. Unless you know, hey, if we can uh, if we can do some damage before, then I'd love to. I'll be I'll be in my Cobra. But are you going to go to Bermuda? Absolutely. People, it, it that field list goes deep, and people don't want to travel there. So they they I'm, still have I'm the uh, the vaccine requirement. That's why nobody wants to go there. Do they still have it? I, I don't know. But I know last year was, that was, was the case. Yeah, vaccine requirement, it sits behind like CJ and Zozo, which are like, you know, guys are, is no cut there, right? So you're going yeah. that, it, there's that four-day no cut guaranteed paycheck type deal. So a lot of guys play that in the fall. You know, those top top guys from last year will play that and then take a bunch of time off. Well, cool, buddy. I appreciate you taking the time. Again, congratulations on getting your PGA Tour card. Wish you nothing but success in the future. and. I'm going to see you uh, hopefully in a couple weeks, but I'll definitely see you this fall. And um, I'm going to make fun of you relentlessly because of your Air Force ties, but also know at the end of the day, I'm just super fucking proud of you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. And I hope, uh, hope you all have a great, great fall. Go, uh, go Air Force, beat Army, sink Navy, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. All right. Y'all take it easy.